You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast, season 7, episode 38. Uh, I'm John, I'm your host tonight, and I'm joined by John. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, John. How are you? Yeah, hi, good, good. Uh, start off with what you're drinking. Um, and other cherries and berries, still in juice. My favourite. What about you? Yeah, I've got a cheeky wee red number. Uh, What'd you say, sorry? A, wee cheeky, a cheeky wee red number. Temporary ah, red wine. Yeah. So, nice. I like a wee cheeky red. So, so the two dons have got two cheeky red numbers tonight. Yeah, mine's a wee bit cheeky. Right. I'm off tomorrow. I, I wouldn't be cheeky anyway. I would have one yeah. anyway. Um, it's almost tradition. So... Uh, yeah. Charity bet didn't really go well at all. We probably went for we maybe picked two teams that weren't really playing for much. Maybe that's what let us down. Because Airdrie, they lost at home at Forfa. And then our Broth, their place was already secure in terms of playoffs. They've got come 3 0 by Queen's Park, though that result was very important in terms of the allegation because Queen's Park are in the playoff spot, but Albion Rovers, who had not been bottom in the league all season, ended up in the bottom spot and get relegated. Yeah. Yeah, I must say, maybe we'd said that Queen's Park had done a good season, so, um, and then they get the second one when it mattered most, so, no, I've done it then. Um, and congratulations to Albion Rovers, I in for a while they were well they weren't even in the bottom two until a few weeks ago so they've also had a bad run at the wrong time and um, they've suffered because of it yeah definitely um, at the other end of the table though Rayford until last day of the season knowing as long as they got the same results they were better they would win the league however Air won Rayford Rovers they could only draw against Aloha so the title went to Somerset Park yeah the helicopter changed direction down to Somerset um, this is the final whistle when it starts back. Um, we had a feeling that it was going to be tougher for Wraith because Alloy played well the week before against uh, yep. Air and beat them. Yep. Um, and so they've also had a hand in the um, the promotion race. Um, and that, they'll probably call for the guarantee plus. Ironically, they play Wraith Rovers yes. on the way. Aye. Or both. Dumbarton? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's usually what happens the second bottom team plays the fourth lot. So, um, yeah, Dumbarton also got good off uh, the film, but they'll be saving their energy for the, the players and hoping that their experience will, will tell in that game. But our both have done pretty well this season, apart from last weekend. But, um, yeah, they'll be quite confident in causing an upset. Yeah, and sadly for breaking without a win, they get beat 5 1 big win. Aye. What worst record are are? Four points out of 36 games. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you think last season, say, only two games lose any, you've now got the polar opposite and breaking one and zero and drawing four. Um, I can't remember. We've been taking a point since the calendar year changed. Um, they were always up against it, but to not even win a game, it's uh, a real shocker. Aye. Um, in terms of the league as well... The unwinnables. Yes. Uh, the championship Morton parted ways with Duffy taking as far as they can or whatever um, I know Morton have got ambition to try and get into the Premiership so they, they weren't far off the playoffs I think the fact they've regressed a wee bit this season um, the championship probably a wee bit more competitive when it's in winning the league um, that won't have helped probably the situation at Morton the fact that Samarin won the league after being pretty poor last season so it'll be interesting to see who takes over there. There uh, been a few names mentioned. Uh, your usual candidates. Uh, quite a lot of ex-Rangers players like Alex Ray and Barry Fair. Ray McCulloch as well. My friend, he's a Martin fan. He's no thanks to any of those. Um, he'd prefer an old Martin favourite to come back. But he's got, he's got some... I don't know if you remember the two funny boys that used to play for Martin. Rajamaki. I remember Rajamaki. Yeah, he'd like that. But that's because he's all uh, Lindbergh as well. Uh, don't know what'll happen. I think it was a wee bit of harsh sacking. I mean, um, I get that the last few games have not been great. I think they've only taken, they've all went through it the last two of matches. They've went from, I think they were third to the league and finished seventh. Um, it's a bit disappointing, but no, 
I know they've got Premier League ambition, but it's difficult when you've got one of the lower budgets in the league and you're always bringing in loan signings. Um, I think they've had about five or six players on loan this season. Um, so if you want to get promotion, you need to build the spine of a good team and build around that and not just loan other players all the time. But I suppose St Martin had a bit of that um, and that's just the way life can be in the Championship. But um, it's a very difficult league um, to get out of. I mean, when you think about it, it's one, one promotion place and then, of course, the three that are in the playoffs just now, they've got a difficult task to get through the playoffs against the Premiership team, so it is very difficult to get off. So um be interesting to see who this next appointment is. Yeah, the one thing, the one, whether they want to from within, see, so they've obviously there's a few there, um, whether they're up to the first-team levels, that's another, another matter. Um, going down to League 2, again, we had Helicopter Sunday, Montrose and Peterhead, and... Mentioned the job that Stuart Petrie had done, and he completed it. So he got promoted. Yeah, the and they were. Yeah, they got the point that they needed. Um, it would have been a bit of an ever end, but they'd done what they had to do. Um, it's just as well they did because Peter Head obviously won their game. Um, now congratulations to Stuart Petrie and what a wonderful job he's done in the last eighteen months because they were a team that were fought with relegation eighteen months ago, and then they were in the playoffs last season, and then they go on and win league. It's a remarkable job. Um, Aye, definitely. Well done to him. The, the playoff, we're recording this on Tuesday, so I, the playoffs have begun. Um, Stenhouse Muir currently jumped apart. Yeah, it's in film down to 10 men, incidentally. Tomorrow night, Arlo will face Ray. Both uh, them barn. And there is Stubborn Arbor and Peterhead as well. And then Friday sees the return fixture between Dundee and Infermlin. And then Saturday. You've got the return fiction for Dumbarton and Brawls, Raiden Alloa. Is it a game on Sunday? No. No, they're all on Saturday. Peterhead, Stoyne Albion, and then Queen's Park and Stenhouse Muir. Um, it looks likely, um, after the first leg of a Highland League team versus Lowland League team, it will be cold for the will advance because they won the first leg 4 now. Big ass for Spartans to come back from that. Yeah, you'd think it'll be cold against um, yeah, um Yeah. Oh, look, I've said it before that I'd like to see a wee bit of change in the league, so good luck to, um, to Cove come back for the weekend. Um, although it'll be miserable for Cowden Beath, and who knows what will happen to them if this was to be a, a third relegation in four years. Aye, difficult one for them, but we'd rather see. Yeah. Um, a wee bit earlier on your set up with Morton. Uh, I mentioned last week it was going to your Cup final, Aberdeen and Hibs. Decent enough game. Uh, Aberdeen went ahead, however, Hibs. Probably showed they were a bit more streetwise and came back into the game 3 1. Probably comfortable in the end. The main difference would be the fact they were a bit more streetwise, probably more physical team. It took their chances as well. From an Aberdeen yeah. point of view, Frank Ross played, who obviously featured for Morton. You could probably tell the difference with him having that bit of first team experience um, as opposed to some of the others in the team. Bruce Anderson looked good up front. Watch out for He scored a hat trick in his. Um, and Dean Campbell, the captain, um, he's obviously featured already for Aberdeen, first team, uh, top prospect, very comfortable in the ball. Looks like, that sure looks like he's been maybe uh, yeah, Kenny McLean, the way he kind of strokes the ball about and all that, yeah, maybe. Yeah, you'd like to hope so, um, you know, he's only what, seven series playing at, at that level, is pretty, pretty good, so um, hopefully he'll kick on and not... Um, you know, not regress. For example, Cameron Smith um, was tipped for big things when he was uh, Campbell's age, but he never quite kicked on. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if he can, because also with pre-season come up, um, that's a great opportunity for Campbell to establish himself in the squad um, before McInnes or, um, does bring in a couple of players. I thought Frank Ross looked okay at times. You know, He was one of the only in our team that had a lot of first team exposure, having been at Morton for most of the season. But Hibbs first team exposure told, you know, Ollie Shaw was a handful up front. Um, who's the second half that was our captain again? Ortiz. Ortiz, I can't remember his name. I thought it was Colwell for a minute, but no, he was good. He was very solid. Um, and yeah, they, their experience um, told in the end. They're under 20 champions for a reason as well. And, uh, they, they deserve their, their victory. Uh, nice goal as well from Aberdeen before he had to go for Akka, but he started wide. He looked alright. Yeah. Move on to the Premiership review. Aye. 
I know. Uh, we better move on. Um, before you're talking about Aberdeen, they were the first team involved. Aye. So, before the game, I think a lot of people were t- taken aback by the starting lineup uh, after we went against Kilmarnock. Uh, Cosgrove came in, the biggest surprise, Celtic, but fair play to him. Um, took his chance, didn't score, however, it was a handful for them, set up the first goal, um, had a decent chance in the second half, linked up the play well, gave us a wee bit something different. I thought, I said it before, I'd like to see us try 4-4-2. I thought it might be with me and Rooney um, playing together, but worked out well. Stephen May again, work great, working hard. Set pieces again, fantastic. Um, Forearms from the Kilmarnock game, so comfortable 2-0 win. Hearts offered pretty much nothing. Um, I think it took them to the 91st minute to have a shot and goal. Um, on target, I should say. Because Lafferty had a couple of like, half chances, but I thought Hearts were. I oh, definitely. Um, I thought Hearts were, were really poor, but um, you know, credit was sense for the tactics because you made sure that we. Because uh, when you're playing Hearts these days, you need to win a physical battle. So Cosgrove up there was obviously um, a stroke of genius in how that proved. But also in midfield, sticking with ball, I thought was tremendous. And um, and Kenny McLean was good in moving Trinity left back. Was a was another smart move I thought as well. Um, because we knew it wasn't going to be a pretty game. Aberdeen v Hearts games are the, the, the prettiest games anyway. Um, but uh, Hearts haven't been as quite comfortable with the last thing. We had to um, redress the balance and uh, the team selection was excellent and it it, it done the business and a very good performance and um, two very well taken goals. Mackay Stephen um, coming back at the start lineup. Um, and he took his goal very well, reminiscent of the goal that he scored against the uh, Hibsdale in the season and Hearts offered nothing and whatever they did throw up we dealt with comfortably and yeah Joe Lewis had one of the easiest games he's ever had in an Aberdeen shot um, Aye as you say Shinny back in at left back was good gave us win because Hearts had no position McGinn was back in the team so that's what we did really around Hearts it worked out well. I was surprised at Hearts as well I mean going into half time obviously they're down you would think Levine would have changed it, maybe put Naismith closer, closer to Lafferty, but he still played the same way. It almost looked like they were trying to get back into the game, it was weird. I don't get what Craig Levine's doing with the Hearts team. I mean, that game with the thrash Celtic 4-0, and the way they played that day with that high intensity, that high press, and a, and a good pra- passing game to go with it, you know, what's an absolute treat. But since then... They've just reverted to tight, being physical, being hard to beat, and it's nice having the clean sheets, but it's not so great when you're not getting anything at the other end, and their away form's been abysmal. Um, I think they'll struggle to get any more points in the end of the season, to be perfectly honest. Aye, they might do. Especially if getting anti-play for. You'd hope they'd be up to Edinburgh, they yeah. just wouldn't maybe want the summer holidays to come. Um, interesting, yeah. Levine's obviously going to be after a few players in the summer, they're looking at seven or eight players, so... I think it was going to be a, a very busy summer for a lot of teams because Aberdeen, as we mentioned before, we'll be looking for, I would think, similar numbers. And then Rangers, they might be looking for more. Uh, going by what the fans are suggesting. They, think they want to see any of those players yeah. that feature on Sunday in the team. Probably an overreaction. I'm, I'm pretty sure a fair few are involved next season. Yeah, well, that's something we can come on to later. But yeah, for um, but Hearts, I mean, for the last couple of transfer windows, I think. Since um, Ann Budges came in, I think they've signed 47 players. Now, you're not going to get any continuity if that's what you're bringing, um, if that's the numbers that you're turning over. I mean, I know they're going to need a new goalkeeper um, because John McLaughlin's in his way, which is a blow. Are they going to get a new keeper or are they just going to try Jack Hamilton again? Um, we don't know. But they've got a couple of players that can build the team around. I mean, Berend Suter would be a good partnership. Um, Lafferty is also a decent striker when he's got the service um, but he didn't have any of that on Friday night and uh, Cochrane has got a lot of potential in the midfield so there's a, there's five players so four players you can build the team around um, but they're needing to bring in good quality and quite if they're going to do anything next season because Hearts fans have been great they've played their money in back at the club um, turned out huge numbers they've got a new stand now so now they need to kick on and then, you know, rather than living in the shadows of their great rivals, who they're currently 19 points behind, and that's not acceptable for Hearts fans. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, they have started making, they've signed that strange name of Weku, maybe. Mm-hmm. But they have started that. There was talk earlier in the season, and even, even though Lafferty moving on, that, I think that'd be a kind of weird one. But you have a football. I wouldn't be surprised as well if Hearts might get some offers from the Championship for John Souter, so it might be that they decide to cash in him and then rebuild the squad. Because I would think potentially they could maybe fetch close to seven figures for Souter. Don't know, but that might be what, what might happen. Yeah. Um, from our back to Aberdeen, the players need to get a clean sheet again. Because obviously, get a clean sheet against Kilmarnock, clean sheet again. And yeah. Tactically, when McInnes has tried to mix it up, sometimes it's not worked, but that's often. It worked really well, um, and we, we move on to him since Saturday, um, which is massive. Yeah, I no denying this game a massive game, especially Hibs um, result of the weekend. And, um, I mean, in the head-to-heads this season, we've come out with two wins and, and a defeat. Um, so it's slightly in our favour just now. I, I repeated the last time that we um, we played Hibs at Petard would be nice because we also beat them four one, but we're also going to be missing McLean, um, which is a massive blow. So I'd imagine Chen will come back into midfield, likely um, Reynolds or Constantine back in at left back, probably the latter. Um, and then who knows after that what changes that it might make. But um, I wouldn't think of the team too much. You know, I think I mean with Don Ball. A lot of people thought that that was his last game when he played against Mullow. I don't think he's seen back in the team, but it's just showed that when you put him in his position, he can do a decent job. And maybe now's the time to give him a run because he has been solid these last two games and he was actually on the team of the week this week. Yeah, um, this week, He's not getting many, many better offers than maybe what he might get from us. Yeah. That'd be very happy if he's not season. Yeah. Um, I mean, hope, maybe um, Cosgrove will get a lift from his performance as well. And he's the type of guy that can ruffle the hips back four. Um, so, yeah, who knows? I mean, sometimes. Yeah, true. Yeah, um, but we've also got a big job to keep the midfield out because the midfield three were excellent again. Um, particularly Allen and, and McGinn. Um, Allen took his first goal brilliantly, or his goal brilliantly, should I say. And McGinn, the pass he played for Whitaker was just absolutely pinpoint accurate. It was a tremendous ball. Couldn't have played it any, any better. Um, and that was a hell of a game, wasn't it? Aye, um, two teams are going for it. I think probably Clark with a whole compact killing normally are, but Kamarnik had to hope to go for a lot. It was only one, one over half time as well. Second half was just goals got a lot. <laughs> I mean, Hibs were missing the gear as well on Saturday. You get their plan, you get their, whether he comes, I don't know whether he's back in for the weekend or not. Whether he was suspended. I thought not. Um, but yeah, I mean, one at half time, I mean, in terms of Kamarnik, Jones was back in, so offered a bit of width. Malumbu was still in the bench, so. Whether that's just because he's moving on in the summer and they think we well, play guys that are going to be with us that season, don't know. Um, Chris Boyd, well, a double, stays ahead in the top goal scorer race. But yeah, Hibbs, terrific. McGinn, as you mentioned, set up Whitaker, he set up McLaren's goal as well. Camberry, is it Camberry? I think Camberry's still not lost in the Hibbs shot. Yeah, that was a good pass battle for that goal as well. I mean, the impressive thing for Hibbs as well, five different goal scorers. Um, the Barker came on he had not been seen for a while and he took his goal quite well so they've certainly got options um, I mean Hab's home form has been terrific um, I think they've taken 22 of the last 24 points available at home and you know that's also propelled them up to being in this race for, for second and third spot Aye I mean even just their overall form in the last maybe 10 to 12 games um, they've been aye, they've been really good yeah, they haven't lost since January since they lost to Celtic at Parkhead. Um, they've been a tremendous run. I mean, they've dropped the odd point away from the through two goal lead away at Kilmarnock, they drew away at Ross County, the late goal for that one. Um, so, the form away from home hasn't always been brilliant, but they've obviously done enough. But at home, they've been terrific. And maybe for this weekend, from an Abney perspective, that's what plays into our favour is, um, is the fact that it's at Pataudry. Uh, maybe. Um, an advantage just but we absolutely feel just of a Hibs team who are the form side of the country have just beaten Celtic um, 
were able to dispose of a commander team here in a good run beforehand. So, um, yeah, for me, there's no question this is game weekend. It's quite surprising it's not the telly. Um, there's three games on TV this weekend, but that's not one of them. But yeah, um, staff, like on a yeah exactly. Yeah, because you can understand Partick Thistle Ross County. Obviously, you can understand Dundee and Hamilton for the same reason. But the dead rubber of Hearts v Celtic, really, just to see a card of honour. Nah. Matches elsewhere, we've got our having a card. But yeah, it's going to be a difficult game. I mean, the Hibs, the return of the Premiership, they've been fantastic. Marjorie, Jack Ross won it. Aye, probably fair enough. I think, though, if Celtic won it, it's hard to kind of go that again. They achieved back to back trail, been done before. So if he does that, but it's a different bit. Jack Ross, St. Mirren at the start. Yeah, I think I think the the two candidates who would probably most deserve it at the four would have been Rogers and Ross, because um, Ross Clark's done well. He didn't come into October, um, and uh, Linus done also a good job. But I think um, Ross, for what he's done the last eighteen months, was a worthy winner. Um, but you know, it's again one of these awards that. It's handed out whilst the season's still going on, and it can be a bit of a mockery because if Rogers goes on, as you say, wins the double treble, how can you not award the manager as one the double treble? Um, you know, manager of the year. So, I've seen situations before, like I remember Gordon Strachan get manager of the year, and then Celtic lost the league to Rangers in the last day of the season. Um, so, you know, I don't understand why these aren't done at the end of the season. But apparently, the votings were done in late March, early April um, with the Managers and Players Association. But um, but yeah, no, don't take any away from Jack Ross. He's done a fantastic job, you know. Man were pretty much in League One, and then not only did he keep them out the relegation place, he kept them out the playoff position as well. Um, they built on that, um, kicked on with their momentum, and they've strolled the championship this season. Um, when it was expected Dundee United to have instantly drawn nil nil tonight, we dropped that league. So no. Yeah, I think the question now for is make sure they keep holding. I think they will. They start off as he. Yeah, he's already turned down the Barnsley job, which is obviously a wise thing to do because Barnsley are on the brink of relegation from the Championship. Um, so it was wise turning that down and hold out for something better because you know he'll be able to test himself in the Premier League, where sorry, Premiership, where he's not been tested yet. So. If you can keep some man up and keep them up comfortably, then there's no doubt you'll be in for bigger jobs than Barzler Football Club. Uh, I know the game was on Sunday, but we may as well wrap up. Now, obviously, plenty of disappointing just, but I thought it would be closer because of what was at stake. I thought Rangers would maybe put a bit, a bit more fight, but it was lacking. I've seen it said that they were scared or whatever. Just Celtic annihilated them. I mean, it was 4 0. Yeah. Sorry, 5 now were on yeah. 7 or 8. I think the yeah. first, first 10 minutes probably set the tone. I think they had 4 corners first 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And oh, they came out. You go, sorry. Oh, you go. I, I was just going to say, they just came out the traps flying. Um, I predicted 3 1 in the last week we were doing the predictions, but as the week went on, I just thought more Celtic are just going to annihilate them. Um, and it, as you say, it could have been anything after 5-0. I mean, they should have made it 6 Jack Allen made three excellent saves to keep it at 5-0. Um, and then the last 25 minutes or so, Celtic just basically down tools. But they were they were outstanding. I mean, I think it's a combination that Rangers just, to me, they just didn't look up for it. They looked clueless. They looked like a team that didn't want to play for their manager anymore. And they were up against the Celtic team who were just so fired up, wanted to win it, and not only win it, win it in style. Rub their no- noses right in the Rangers fans' faces, and um, they'd done all that. It was just a dream day for Celtic in the sun as well, at home, against the rivals to clinch it in such a fashion, it was such a delight. Um, but the football they played was tremendous. They haven't done it that often, but usually when they have played like that, they've done it against their main rivals, like they did it against us at Pataudry. Yeah. That three 0 game, um, and they just blew it away. Aye, because people have said, always both said, when it, when it matters, they do it. The big games, mm-hmm. domestic, where they've done it, they just took a point off them. They won all three games, last few games beat Rangers. I mean, they, they just winning them, but thrashing them. The first goal, yeah. 
Candy Ass gets beaten far too easily by Tierney. Um, and it might be Edward that's <coughs> more, but it was a, it could have been any number of people because um, uh, Celtic just the numbers they go forward with as well. So many men in the box. It's no wonder it's so hard to pick up for defenders. You know who to mark. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know before the game, you seen some Rangers fans glad that Dembele wasn't playing, but Edward put in some performance. Not just with yeah. goals, but his all in play. Rangers just could not handle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. That's the embarrassment that she says it half. You know, Dembele's out injured. They dropped Griffiths for Edwards, um, who's a high level Johnson from PSG, and um, you know he's able to do so much damage. But I thought James Forrest played his best game in a while. Um, Seed went off the ball for a good month or two, but he looked back to his best. And um, I know Declan John was injured, and Lee Wallace has obviously been suspended. But putting Andy Halliday out there. That was a, a terrible move because he's not great in his, but he's been preferred for his position. And he was like a rabbit in the headlights um, in the, in the left back position. Um, but Edwards, you know, it's a well taken second goal, but it's not great defending. Rangers defenders just back off to put a challenge in. Yeah. That's with the goal. It's brilliant from Forrest, absolutely brilliant driving run into the box. But Cummins, it's a terrible attempt at a tackle and he doesn't even. Um, Try, try to get back to him. Um, Murphy, half-hearted attempt. Andy Halliday, half-hearted attempt. And then it's a good finish after that. But that just summed up the game. Um, Celtic in great form and Rangers just, you know, not really that interested. And you Which they obviously should have been. What's that? Which they obviously should have been. They should have been more interested and really up for it to make sure Celtic didn't clinch it that day or at least make Celtic work for the win. But Celtic didn't need to work at all, really. I mean, they put in a great performance, but um, Rangers were terrible. Yeah. Obviously, as a follow-up to the game on Sunday, Marty's been sacked. Now, I think both of us, I think, have said this before, Marty's been made a big goal at He's done the best that he can, but some of those players... Yeah. Not just the players, but the Rangers board. So, you go. That's all right. You go. I was just saying, the, the Rangers board, yet again, the... Um, I've undermined the marriage. I mean, we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago when they they put the statement about the the kind of marriage that they were looking for the best appointment available, and then ahead of the role from game, they do it again, allow a leak to go out to say that Stephen Gerrard's the preferred candidate. Um, just totally undermined him. And Marty, he's conducted himself a lot of dignity over the, the few months. She's got to remember he's in a position he didn't want, and he wasn't comfortable with. But he took it because he wanted to favour the club. Um, he was expected to just have a few, few games before Dick McInnes went there, but McInnes told him no, and he obviously was listening to the large way, well, can you stay on the end of the season? Um, and this is how Rangers repay him. It's, it's disgraceful, um, the way he's been treated. He's probably not been up to it, but I know that he, until recently, um, as he started showing the strength, as he came out of the pre-match press conference and said that um, the speculation affected them. Then before the game, um, he's saying that it's not down to me, it's down to the players. It's a bit of a um, cop-out, to be honest. Um, but it's, he looked like a man that no longer wants to be there. And it's probably come a relief to him that he's been relieved of his duties today. He's not been helped by some of these players. Manelas started the season fantastically. Since the turn of the year, he's hard to cut a ball. Whether the speculation about him moving on got to him or whatever, but he's just a name player. Uh, Windass, he's not done much for a, a good few weeks. Defensively, not great. I mean, I still can't believe we've been beaten by that, them three times, surely. I know. That. I know we've maybe not been our, our greatest this season as well, but surely we've got to beat them. Yeah, I'll be disappointed if we don't finish ahead though. Um, you know, given the, the position they're in. Uh, as you say, a lot of the players are just down tools because, I mean, from January onwards, they were looking pretty decent. We thought they'd signed all right in January. Um, they were on a good run. They went out in that old firm game in March full of confidence, so much so that they were cheering when they got Celtic in the Cup. But they blew them twice and then lost to 10 men. And from then on, it's just been down, um, a downward spiral again. Then shot the semi-final. Celtic, you know, put them in a place in that game. And then you had the off-field stuff, which was, again was allowed to drag into the public domain. Um, there should have been clarity from both the board and probably Murray's self as to why Kenny Miller and uh, Lee Wallace were suspended. 
what they'd actually done to merit a suspension. I don't even think they responded to PFA Scotland until a day or two ago um, when PFA Scotland were looking for an explanation. It's just, you know, it just sums up a club. They really do lack leaders all over the place. Um, and it's shocking the way that they've treated Marty. Um, and Gerard's. I think that's probably the thing that annoys Marty as well, is that um, they think he's not to joke because he's just an under-20s coach, but Stephen Gerrard, as big a name as he has as a player, and as much respect as he had as a player and a captain, he's still only been an under-18s coach. Um, so for Rangers to then turn around to Marty and say, we want an under-18s coach ahead of you, it's a wee bit disrespectful. Um, but that's if Gerard takes it. Yeah, so when it's not one we seems to Gerard do not really the he has back players. It's whether the budget's there um, or whether it's the right type of players they attract. Might be the case. The, the strange thing about this season, and I was talking about it to a couple of guys at work, see if Aberdeen and Rangers had just won one of their games against Celtic. Um, Celtic, it would be Aberdeen would just be a point behind. Celtic. Yeah, it's it's weird. Um... But there's no doubt that Celtic are far better than both of us because uh, maybe not, maybe so much in the run up to Saturday, eh, sorry Sunday, but early on in the season when they were playing each other, I heard Rangers fans suggest, oh, the only four players to compete with Celtic. I mean, I can't, there's none of these players in the team that we get into Celtic team, I don't think. I think you'd really struggle no. to find someone you... in there. Maybe, you, even maybe where they'd go on the bench, and it's the same for Aberdeen as well, not just uh, singling out Rangers, I don't think any of Aberdeen players would probably get in the Celtic team. No, apart from maybe Ryan Christie, but I don't even think that. No. I don't see him competing for Celtic first team points unless they sell Rogic and um, they sell like say Cam McGregor. Um, that's the only way that Ryan Christie will get in that Celtic team next season. But um, I mean, player for player, I mean, it's not even just to look at guys who want play for Celtic at the weekend. Um, the likes of Patrick Roberts, for example, Scott Sinclair. Um, Dembele also is injured Armstrong um, these guys are walking to both the Rangers and Aberdeen teams um, and I know that the points difference is only 10 points but if we're being honest here Celtic have played the season in second or third gear at best apart from when they've um, turned up against ourselves and three of the game, three of the four league games against Rangers and in those games they've just shown their class and we've been unable to compete with them um, and if, sorry, no, I was just going to say, um, Stephen Jarrett's got a lot to do if he's going to um, if he's going to be the answer to stopping Celtic dominance. Because yes, he's a big name as a player, um, and I get that Pep Guardiola and Neil Lennon were two examples of managers with not a lot of experience getting into their clubs and making a success. But Neil Lennon was already part of the Celtic backroom team for a couple of years when he moved up. Gabriel was part of the Barcelona set groomed to be um, Frank Mekar's successor and um, so they were already learning the ropes but Gerard doesn't have a lot of experience in Scottish football you also get remember for every Lennon and Gabriel you've also, you've also got guys like Tony Adams and Roy Keane who are great leaders great captains but not good managers they would have to get very very on this talker Celtic will probably sell it. It would be a bit like when David Murray used to say, Celtic can blow players out of the water in terms of what they want to spend. Of course they can, because they've got four million sitting for two Champions League seasons. In terms of the league, Celtic haven't had to spend money. And I know Celtic fans can be critical of the board, but it's a difficult situation, right? There's obviously the whole situation of why you speculate to accumulate, and they've obviously wanted to do better in Europe. But the problem is that Celtic have to play so many qualifying rounds for you to then attract players early enough for them to bed in, are players going to want to come to Celtic whereby they might not even get into Europe, into the Champions League, and then they're playing the Europa League? Maybe not. The type of players that Celtic want maybe to take, take them forward. So mm-hmm. that's a difficult thing for Celtic. But I dare say if Rangers start to spend a wee bit of money, Celtic would spend money because they've not had to spend money domestically to, to stay above um, the rest. Yeah. Exactly, and uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be difficult for a number of years for anyone to get close to them. Um, and the only reason, the main reason, I say the gaps reduced. I mean, they were never going to repeat the Invincibles of last season. That's um, you know unlikely to happen again. 
But um, you know, the main reason the gaps come down is because they've taken their foot off the gas in certain games. You know, they've drawn you know, with the likes of St. Johnson a couple of times in Dundee, um, you know, but being able to pick up when they've needed to. Um, but who knows what will happen going forward. Um, but football congratulations, go to Celtic for the seven in a row. I mean, football can change. I suppose there's a possibility some of the players might get bored winning, but they might fancy maybe a different challenge or stuff like that. But you get the, the depth in this will be all right. I mean, there's talk maybe Armstrong might go in the summer, maybe Rodgers might go, Dembele might go. They've shown this season they can cope out those three they can bring other players in it's not a problem they'll strengthen again in the summer yeah very tall ask the only thing is and it has been mentioned before you only play Celtic four times so if you can show enough consistency against the best you, you could win the league well Hibs have shown in the games against Celtic that they, they can match them on their day you know, Hibs results are two draws and one win and one, one defeat so it's been equal number of points and the same number of goals scored by each team. Uh, if Hibs had that wee bit more consistency certainly early in the season, who knows, they might have challenged a bit closer, but it's still a tall, tall order for anyone to properly challenge with a 38-game period to to get close to Celtic. And, you know, it's not just look for Tottenham City Aberdeen. Um, it's not so much us trying to get, get more points off Celtic in the head-to-head. We need other teams to do the others to do it as well. And have a maintain run consistency against them. And it's a very tall order when you don't have the same resources. It's not to say it can't be done. Yeah. As Leicester City showed in England that it can be done, um, but it is a tall order. Aye, it's trying to maybe pick up, take a pick up a few. The Hearts was out. Everything went right for Hearts, and everything. I think the game against Kilmarnock, Kilmarnock maybe wrote their work maybe a wee bit. Maybe the only one that would say comprehend a team having a go at Celtic and it paid off was Hibs. Because I do think if you have a go at that Celtic team, their defence is sus- suspect. But you're just counting on her, uh, Celtic having a bit of an off day, probably as well. Yeah. Yeah, they both. Instantly, going back to Rangers, because um, I better get my my plug out for the blog that she's on tonight, talking about Graeme Murray. Um, it's entitled, Jess Hanlon of Graeme was mortifying. So have a good read, everyone. Aye. We tweeted at S podcast on Twitter or at a Blease Day late one. Yeah, that's the one. Um, so, move on to the bottom sets. Hamilton said it. They were the ones that maybe I think would pick up a win. And they did it against Ross County. I would say should probably be enough. Might not be, but I would say they'll probably be alright. Yeah, I'd imagine if they beat Dundee, that'll definitely be it. Um, they were worthy of the win. But whilst they were worthy of the win, they should have been down to 10 men after 14 seconds. Atrocious um, yes. challenge by the thug that is Darren McKinnon. Um, no attempt to play the ball. He's actually looked and then went in by a challenge like that. So he knows what he's doing. Um, and he's got away, but he should have been sent off. Um, I know Matt McCann a couple of times has complained about the red cards, but he can't complain about that that one that he got away with. Um, but after that, um, it was mainly David Templeton putting his stamp in the game. Um, and he's been the reason why Hamilton have stayed up because if you look at their form when he's been out of the team they've went a losing run when he's been in the team that's when they've picked up the results that they've had to um, nine goals this season a few assists um, if he didn't have injury worries he wouldn't have been at a team like Hamilton let's be brutally honest but and they've certainly reaped the benefits out of him for when they've had him Aye as well apart from the game earlier Hamilton tweet Tuesday their game and are charging £5 for adults and a pound for consent is fantastic um, mm-hmm. so hopefully they get awarded for that yeah yeah well done them um, that's that's a great incentive because you know, obviously last games of the season where there's potential nothing for them to play for and the way they're going they might not have any to play for in that game um, it's a good incentive to try and get locals to come along and bump up the crowd um, so no, good on them and uh, hope they get that turnout for that game um, the thing about Hammond is well, it was a definite good spot by. So you go. The thing about Hammond as well, much as they, they get criticised, they're actually pretty decent in front of goal. Look at that bottom set, they've scored 46 goals, 8 more. That's better than Hearts, not far off what Kilmarnock have done. Well, there is goals in yeah, it. Yeah, it's definitely a fair point. Um, I didn't realise they'd scored that many, to be perfectly honest. Um, yeah, bottom, bottom six are the top scorers. Um, they've also conceded too many. They've. Um, 
you know, 62, that's really the highest in the league, which I didn't realise either, because for weeks it was Partick, but um, they got a nice few clean sheet at the weekend, it was a pretty easy clean sheet, because Ross County didn't really offer much, um, and good spot by the referee for the, the penalty, Yes. Uh, because, you know, I don't know what Fraser was doing, he was just it was blatantly pulling them back, and then Duke uh, uh, Emery, um, I don't to to conf- penalty confidently, um, despite the fact that Alex Shelt was blatantly trying to wind him up, but that's just um, what off the ducks back for Duke Emery. Aye, so I, 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 yeah, then if they win this weekend's game, I think that'll be them because both them and Dundee in thirty-three points, um, with Dundee losing it the week. Kent, so you think that the winners of that um, will stay up? Um, you know, with Partick and Ross County playing each other. Uh, in fact, if Partick and Ross County draw, the winner of that game definitely stays up, and uh, the loser will probably still be looking over their shoulder a wee bit. I definitely mean I in terms of much apart from a bit more up for that game. Aye, they should have been, but um, Neil McCann will not acknowledge that because um, he'll. He'll just blame everything else again. Um, he was blaming the referee for not awarding um, a free kick to Dundee before that, before Buddle scored from the free kick at the other end. But he's got to look at his defence. This was atrocious for that second goal. Um, for what I saw in the highlights, Buddle just about deserved it. Um, but that's just been Dundee all season. Any time that they've they've picked up a victory and thought that's them going to war safety, they then slop up badly and it keeps them very much in the mix. I think the fact that the party in Ross County results slightly went their ways helped them but you know if they lose this weekend and one of the two bottom sides win they're right back in it again. Aye no definitely um, and I think I don't want to move because no. I certainly make it. Yeah except in the media because the media never criticise them you know they'll criticise Martin Cannon for saying things about the referee, they'll criticise Neil Lennon for slaughtering his team and saying things against the referee. Um, but they'll never criticise Neil McCann because he was a pundit. And you know, just call it as you see it with him. He's not a great, he's not a good manager. He's he's always constantly criticising his team in public. He's always having a go at the referee. Never takes admits responsibility himself. <laughs> I'm sorry, but um, why did he get away with it? That he's a pundit. Yeah. He's a pundit. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Maybe the media could answer that. What was that? Maybe the media could answer that for a change. But yeah, credit to Motherwell because obviously they've not been in the league, but they are obviously still in first cup final place. Good win for them. Bowman back on the score sheet again, and then Keeper gets his first goal for the club. So they want to maybe try and. That's... What's that? I was just going to say that's a player that's um, improved big time since the start of the season because he was slaughtered at times for his performances keeping, but he's really moulded and a solid enough centre back for them. Oh, I definitely. Yeah, I think yeah, I'd read as well a new contracts this season, so whether maybe I had already. Right, the other game, St Johnson against Partick Thistle. I think Partick Thistle tells you all the position reason why they're there. They've not had back to back wins also, so if you don't do that, that's why you're in that, that situation. And St Johnston until the summer, aren't they? Yeah, I think St Johnston's a team that desperately want the season to end. It's um, it's not been a good one for them after a promising start. Um, their home form has been terrible. Uh, this game can be summed up by the two sides of Liam Craig. Excellent bit of scale and cross to get them for Sean and says opener. Um, but then he can see a, a really silly penalty because there's a defender behind Ryan Edwards, I think it might be Anderson, who was claiming the ready to mop up the danger and he just sticks it a leg and pulls him down it's really bad decision making but credit to Connor Salmon in that pressure situation um, for slotting away because that could be such a vital point for Partick um, so whilst it may not be back to back wins it's four points at six and that's something to build on and they're getting momentum at the right time and if they can carry on to Friday against the Ross County side who were dreadful on Saturday then those they could do enough to avoid the relegation place. Aye, I mean, it's a massive game. If this will win... Yeah. All eyes on Friday, aye. Yeah. So if Partick win, they go five clear of them with uh, two games to play. So Ross County would need to win two and hope Partick lose two. 
um, at this stage of season. That's going to be very difficult. Move on to predictions. Might as well since we've started with that game. Let's That's what a 5 to 4, the draw is 11 to 5, and 85 to 4. Yeah. I'm going to go with. I don't know. Um, I think I'm going to go in defence this one. Um, go go 1 0. I think that's all. Because their home form has actually been alright this season. I'm going to go for 2 1 to party this one. And then Saturday, four games and another big game. Dundee against Hamilton, half 12 kickoff. Dundee are. 20-23, the draw is 12-5, and Hamilton are 3-1. Now this one, I've got a feeling I'm going to go for Desmond. Well, I'm going to... That 3-1 Hamilton looks very good, and I think they're capable of getting that one. They've won their early in the season. They also beat Dundee in the second game of the season at New Douglas. So I think they'll make it three wins out of four, and I'm going to go 2-0. I think Hamilton will clinch their survival this weekend. And Astros uh, Motherwell again. Fancy Motherwell for Ireland. Snap 2-0. So guess where one of our charity bets is going to be this week? Aye. Well, probably a little chop. Because I've no chip in my bookie actually to see. I think they let us do it last season. If I remember it. Because like, some of our goal scorers came from the, um, the playoff matches. But... Likelihood is the actual bets will be come from the Premiership, you'd imagine, because we don't know what's going to happen in the playoffs. Aye, I mentioned it earlier on. Aberdeen versus Hibs. Aberdeen are. Uh... Um, as tempting as it is to go in my heart, um, I'm going to um, stay in the fence 1 0. Yeah. I think. I hope you're right. Yes. And then, last up on Saturday. Rangers against Kilmarnock. Well, read earlier on, this will be the third time, obviously this season, but three different managers. Obviously the start yeah. of it, Coutinho, obviously the draw. He left after that game. That's where it all started. Yeah. So, Rangers are 2-5, the draw is 18-5, and Kilmarnock are 6-1. Now that's a great price for Kilmarnock when you consider Rangers home for Aye. Certainly is. Even on the handicap then, um, Kilmarnock would probably be a decent... So, would you... Would you... Oh, I'm go first again? Aye, okay. Like okay. Um, so, I'm going to gamble. I'm going to go 1-0 Kilmarnock. I will go for another Desmond with that one. However, I might have a wheel if we've got any handicap betting yet in that match, because if we have, then maybe Kilmarnock might. Kilmarnock might. And Sunday... Hearts against Hearts 15 at Celtic 1-3 I'm too busy with Chris's for handicap and for the draw but I think Celtic will win anyway and get revenge for their defeat early in the season I'm going to go for 3 yeah, I'm going to go 2-0 um, no question it'll win for me I'm still trying to find ah right ok handicap, handicap. so we definitely got model 11-10 against St Johnston Aye, I think we may as well, aye. It's a pretty attractive price. Oh, I, well, I meant plus one, actually. Uh, I got Kamarik. So, if we went Kamarik plus one, which effectively means Kamarik going to go up at the start of the game, then they are 15 to... I don't know whether we want to go with that, or whether we want to go for something. Um, let's look. Whether maybe even Aberdeen has both teams to score or something like that. I was thinking about that... Um... Because technically we're not betting on Aberdeen to win, which is obviously against rule one of the podcast betting rules. Um, but both teams to thing. score is 9 to 10. That's true. Um, uh. Or maybe we just go Kilmarnock to win, 6 to 1. Because we've, won, we've got a good total. <laughs> yeah, if that came up 11 to 10 and 6 to 1, we would. Um, it would be a return of £147, £137 profit. Shall we go for it? Take a gamble. <laughs> Aye, stop it. Yeah, let's go for it. Well, the worry is that Kilmarnock's form's tailed off the last couple of games. Um, but I think they might get back to basics this week. Yeah. Because <laughs> we've got a good total, let's go for it. Yeah. Craig will not be happy um, if, if this comes in. 
well, he'll be happy for the charity, but he won't be happy it's happened against his team. Oh, nah, he won't. Uh, but he probably won't find it, especially as well going home for for home mm-hmm. for season. No, that's true. I'll wait, I don't know, we'll wait and hear back about from my bookie I for the first goal, so we could just pick one and then find out the tellers later. So, who do we fancy? Well, Peterhead's got um, Stan Albion. I think Rory McAllister. We stick with him. Stan Albion. At home, yeah. Aye, happy enough. He'd probably be quite decent odds as well, considering it's the overall team against the, the favourites. Yeah. Yeah, let's be honest. If um, even if he's not great, odds, if it's if it returns twenty odd pounds, still twenty odd pound, it goes to the the charity that we end up choosing. Aye, I'd imagine. Oh, probably, I'd imagine you. I've got one in mind. We'll, we'll find out. We'll run it by another guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, McBurkey have confirmed that you must have put the tweet out. Yes. They say that's fine. So that's good news. Yeah. Good McBurkey. They are. Yeah, I thought I would. I would tweet them live on air, and they are usually pretty prompt in the plan. That is ideal. Yeah. Purposely in some of my blogs this season, started including some of their odds and whatever markets I've been blogging about in my bet and um in them. So as a thank you because they have done good stuff for us. Um, obviously with the the Ranger stuff, it was pointless putting in um, the manager's betting market because that's literally go one way just now. But then we've been here before, six months ago or something or whatever it was with McInnes and it didn't happen so who knows what will happen aye well, there's also the argument there's season tickets to be sold at Irons mm-hmm. so yeah. and the TV deals up for negotiations what's that and the TV deals up for negotiations so the Gerard appointment will probably help boost that up yeah well, maybe I yeah so especially when it's um. what's that I was just going to say, especially when it's Brendan Rodgers against Stephen Gerrard, you know, the um, the master against the apprentice, so to speak, that sort of thing will be used as the, the marketing tool. Aye, definitely. As so often happens. Yep. That probably something's in up out for the quite a lengthy, but it's been good. What did they which has been bad. Bad week for them. Aye. Good week for Hibs, yep. Aberdeen, Ayr. Mm-hmm. Bad week for Albion Rovers. Yep. Um, Bad week for Clyde because they're in the playoffs. Groundhog Day for Because they lost a game. Aye. Um, yeah, yeah. Cheers. Speak to you next week. Cheers. Bye.